I don't know if you guys have flown uh, in the past, but they added this whole mask thing to the announcement. Like if the plane's going down, you must put on your mask. But now they've changed that whole thing. So because if the plane's going down, you must take off your mask, the one that keeps COVID away from everybody, and then put on your other mask, and then put on your oxygen mask. No, put on your oxygen mask, and then put on the COVID mask over the oxygen mask. I mean, if that's not three sides of sideways ridiculous, I don't know. But here comes Noah. Mr. Kinsey, how are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. So far, so good. Done the intro. Everything's ready to go. We're rocking and rolling, getting straight into it. I know you only have an hour. I listened to a little bit of your Coffee Time podcast. It's very good. I want to listen to more. Um, But there was one episode, short episode, that you did just recently that I was particularly fond of. Uh, fond of it because I am slightly on the opposite side of your beliefs. And I thought, oh, this might be a cool conversation to have to see if we can, uh, you know, we meet in the middle a little bit. Sure. Um, and that was the podcast that you did. It was on your own. And it was basically just basing your views on the bill that got passed in Florida, mm, mm-hmm. um, which was called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Is that correct? Right. Yep. Yeah. So I just wanted to, I have questions lined up, but I wanted to get your overall, why you're so angry at this particular bill. Well, so first off, thank you for having me on the show. Of course. Um, uh, I'm... I'm, I wouldn't say I'm angry. I would say I'm concerned because I, I mean, I know they took out the, I know they took out the amendment when it came to like a teacher and a school having to out a kid, but we're, you know, we're, we're looking at um, all of these bills that are being passed, whether it's the books being taken off the schools suggesting that, uh, if they're talking about the Holocaust, they have to talk opposing views. Um, And just even with this, where they, politicians are finding ways in order to shut up schools for talking about anything that might conflict with the values they want to instill in their kids. But in a way where these children aren't even learning facts so much as just an opinion of, of, of their parents and what that can lead to down the line. And there's just a lot of damage that can come from this. So I hate the term slippery slope because I think it's alarmist and is overused and misused, but there's a lot of things that these bills allow that also is an attack on public schools. So I wouldn't say I'm so I'm angry. I am saying that I'm concerned and seeing what specifically happened when this was implemented in England. We already know where what this could lead to. So I'd say I'm more concerned about what this does to the most vulnerable. And I listen to your podcast, too. Um, I love it. So I'm a subscriber now. Um, Thank you. And one of them that really spoke to me or that I found really interesting was your most recent one. I'm, is it the most recent one? The one with cancel culture with the, uh, the guy who's going to have it, the Darren Jenkins one. So, and there was some stuff he was saying about, um, about uh, how you, how comedians are under attack now that I definitely had some, I, I, I felt like there's a few elements that he's maybe not, I wouldn't say him, but a lot of people, because it's not just him, but there's a, a lot of people who kind of m- miss one little element um, about stand-up isn't necessarily under attack. It's more of 
who the the point of the joke is and how we now know certain if you're making vulnerable people the butt of the joke that's just just not funny anymore versus yeah, like right. it depends on where that joke is aimed yeah and and that points towards dave Chappelle, which i believe we spoke about a little bit yeah where, you talked about you know, that he, he, well and this ties kind of into this particular bill that we're talking about so because dave Chappelle had the whole controversy about uh making jokes about lgbtq plus but in in actuality if you listen to the entire special if you take excerpts then yeah you can make that assumption but if you listen to the yeah. entire uh special then you know that he is very endearing towards the lgbtq plus community and it's just uh kind of a, a little bit of a smear campaign against uh you know, anybody that even uh, references talking about LGBTQ is such a dicey uh, subject yeah. to talk about. Um, but I did want to uh, just, I wanted to clarify myself because it seemed like you were more in tune with exactly what that legislation is. And mm -hmm. I did as much studying as I could right before leading sure. up to this podcast. So explain to the, to the listeners, what exactly is the Parents' Rights and Education Bill? And not just that, but it's also called the don't say whatever it's, it's the don't the say gay bill. Don't say gay bill. Yeah, and then and then if it's not too many questions in a row, who coined that phrase? I mean, because there's more in that bill when I read it than just uh, talking about sexuality and uh, coming out. Is it there because there's healthcare in there as well? Uh, there's mental health in there as well. So it's it's almost like the bill is trying to protect parents uh, from the school system, indoctrinating not just in the LGBTQ side, but also if like, let's just say, a kid doesn't want to take the vaccine, they're protecting against that also, so that they just don't get jabbed if they believe they shouldn't get jabbed. So that's also in there, right? Yeah, I don't know who, her, who coined that, but that's definitely the nickname and it's kind of taken a life on its own. Um, and yeah, there's there's more to the bill, um, but yeah, we can we can talk about that. I wouldn't. I'm not going to talk on all the additional specifics, but I will talk about why it is a concerning bill. Um, okay. But it's also the nature of politics. Sure. So, and we can we can talk about that too, because absolutely. I, and I think that, and we could talk about how sometimes this is why bills die, even if they have good intentions. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess maybe. All right. So the parental rights and education bill called the don't say gay bill, your main concern uh, for that bill going through. Yeah. What Are was, you asking? What, or, yeah. Oh. What, what is your main concern? Sorry. No, no, no. It because it. Uh, it intimidates schools to just not not assist any kids as well so if any kids have questions or need some sort of sounding board this makes teachers and administration feel that they basically just have to run away and they aren't able to these kids trust them maybe feel more comfortable with them than they do their parents um which happens all the time because a lot of kids are terrified to tell their parents they're gay or have questions and schools can be a safe place for this, but if a teacher thinks they're going to get sued or the school's going to get sued, then a lot of times, and once again, this is happening with race relations, it's a bigger picture, but then schools are like, well, we just can't talk about it at all. And it's this overarching disinformation campaign that's happening from politicians. Yeah, and it's happening both ways, right? I mean, it's happening from one side, like, like, let's go to books where books are being canceled, the books that uh, the liberal side is worried about getting taken off the, sh the, the libraries and out of the school system are the CRT critical race theory books, right? Uh, and the books well, that talk the about left. sexuality, the left, well, that's liberals. the right, sorry, no, the, the Republicans the right one, are yeah, the Republicans want the those books they, out yeah, of the show. They don't want CRT there, but liberals yeah. want like to kill a mockingbird and a few other things gone as well. The liberals do. The yeah. liberals want like like they want to cancel like Aunt Jemima 
like you can't be right. They want to can't, that's not a book, but it's in the same realm of canceling. Well, that was liberal. That was aunt Jemima's estate or the family who the company used for the aunt Jemima logo. They wanted, they at least wanted something for that. And they thought it was culturally insensitive. So that's, I think the liberals then piggybacked on that because you have this tendency on the left to want to show how woke you are to the yes. point where it's really fucking annoying. And also, <laughs> um, like, I, I don't, I don't know if I said in the episode, I'm a registered independent. So I tend to call okay. bullshit on both sides. I am. Yeah, not, I agree. I would say I'm left leaning, but um, that's just because the right is doing some crazy shit. That's like, come, like, come on. Why do you not want me to vote for you? I used to vote for you all the fucking time. Yeah. But, um, by the way, I, I don't know if what your show's rated. I I don't need to swear whatsoever. It's just it's, it's 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 your, it's uh, it's okay. You can swear okay. if you want to. I choose not to, but yeah. that's just my personal. Uh, but but you but also you but you also have liberals like they uh, protested the movie The Great Wall because they're like, oh, it takes place in China, but yet Matt Damon's starring in it, and it's <laughs> like, okay, let's look behind the scenes. This. Because if you're claiming that it sucks that there's not a lot of diversity behind the camera, you want to see this movie. Granted, it's a garbage fire, but out of principle, you want to see it because it is the it's the director from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's his very first huge budget Hollywood movie. He's a Chinese director from China. And a lot of the crew are Chinese as well. This is a very diverse behind the scenes and in front of the camera too. It's just in order to sell it to America, I hate to break it to you, but especially in red states, white leading actors guarantee a bigger budget because they're going to make more money. It's changing, thank God. But Hollywood is sadly... It's controlled by the conservatives who control the accounts, like, and control the money. And that's fine. But, like, if you're going to rally against a movie, maybe look to see if you're not. Instead, what happened is that movie bombed. And do you think that Asian director is going to get another big budget movie? Because Matt Damon's not going to be blamed for it. He's proven himself as a box office draw how many times he's good it's that director that studios are gonna be like ooh, ooh, maybe let's go back to giving them like two mil you know like yeah there's a lot of a lot of uh blowback there was a recent example that i'm spacing on but that's just one where it's like can you at least look at something before you're pissed off about it like well no that's the whole that's the whole point of cancel culture. I don't, I, you know, I never, I never, I never knew who benefits from the cancel culture. Does anybody actually benefit from canceling somebody else or it's, you know, and I just had an episode about that where I'm asking all these people, it's called cancer culture Avengers Endgame, where it's like, what are you hoping comes from this? Like when Whoopi got suspended on the view, she, said super ignorant shit but then she apologized and then they suspended her and people still came at her with pitchforks it's like but she came out and said she was wrong like isn't that what you're wanting is someone to better themselves well i think that that's the whole masquerade thing i think it's like i think it's a whole trick it's like a whole confusion thing you know what i mean like nobody nobody knows what is more woke than the more woke like even the woke get canceled from woke cancel culture it's, it's it's nuts and the people that are being indoctrinated and i think that that's where the republicans are the conservatives i don't want to say republicans the conservatives have um uh, uh, a little bit of worry that the the kids are not being indoctrinated into thinking that everything is woke you're not allowed to say this you're not allowed to say that uh you uh, uh, uh marriage isn't between just a man and a woman a a man and a man can procreate a woman and a woman can procreate that's not that's not you know physically true but that's the narrative that's going out there it's just so confusing for the kids and i think that's where the conservatives in the country or in the world are worried about things like the lgbtq plus like where does it stop it doesn't stop because they added a plus at the end they're just like make up as many pronouns or as as much as you want to do it takes me to this guy there's a there's an old dominion his name is dr robert walker he coined a new acronym for 
uh, call it LGBTQ plus, which is called the maps. You know what a map is? Hmm. A map is a minor attracted person, meaning a pedophile, basically. Hmm. So, so, but it, but it, it fits into the LGBTQ plus realm or they tried to fit it into that realm. I don't know how it was accepted by the LGBTQ plus community. I don't know. You see some, some, I don't know if you've seen drags, uh, uh, how do you call it? Drags, drag street, drag drag queen story time. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that that's going Mm -hmm. on around the country. Yeah. So that's also part of an indoctrination, which is like, okay, you know, it's okay to be a drag queen. And I look and well, go ahead. I was going to say, is it indoctrination or is it tolerance? Because I don't see, I don't see that. I don't see them going there trying to convince people to be drag queens or to be gay. Uh, I, I see our society as a whole pushing heterosexuality more than anything. And I'm not even saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but as a little boy, you're always asked, do you have a girlfriend? Uh, I'm from the Midwest. Uh, If you have a girlfriend in high school, they ask you, so is this the one? Like there is this heteronormative push that's just always been the norm. And I think now we're coming into an era where people who don't fit into that are no longer shamed or terrified to be their true selves. So I, I don't see it as indoctrination and I see the reaction to it being alarmist in the way of anything that I, anything that isn't normal to me is bad and they're trying to brainwash. And I think I think anything that's outside of the establishment, there's some pushback. And so I don't, I guess I don't agree with the concept as being indoctrinated. I think it's more saying, hey, this is okay. And I know Governor Ron DeSantis, when he was uh, supporting this bill, supporting but not supporting, you know, doing the usual political song and dance that both sides Mm -hmm. do all the time. he was saying that, oh, there's teachers that tell people don't choose your pronouns like or ch- to choose your gender, just wait. And it's there's no way in hell that a teacher is going to spontaneously or just bring that up just out of the blue by saying, hey, you don't know what gender you are. Like, chill, sit down. It's more of maybe a kid isn't feeling comfortable in the gender norms or like maybe even if it's a little kid who's like a boy who's like oh i don't like sports having a teacher just saying well that's okay like just because you're a boy doesn't mean you have to play sports one of my friends as a kid he liked my little ponies like he played with those things like i i feel like now it's people are allowed or people are uh more sympathetic if someone doesn't feel they have to fit in a specific box. And I'm not seeing, I come from a family of educators. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of that pushed. I'm seeing a lot of those questions and uncertainty being reassured that it's not a bad thing. You're not a bad person to have feelings that are different than what you're told you're supposed to feel. That's a, that's a good point. Um, the, the counterpoints that I would like to make is two of them. One is that conservatives perhaps feel like that's a slippery slope to somebody. It's an easy opening for somebody that's a child predator being a drag queen because you're a man pretended to be a woman. Now you're approachable. And that, that's a, a, an easy in. So where's, as, where's, where's the con- Sorry. I do not mean to cut you off. I think there's it's a okay. here. No, Sorry. no, no, you're good. Uh, so where is that same conservative concern for Catholic priests? Right. Well, I'm not like, exactly. I'm not condoning that either. So, but that's, like, a, but that's another slippery slope. I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying right. you yes. specifically I, are. Yes. I'm just I agree saying, with you 100%. I agree with you. I'm just saying if there is that concern in order for me to believe that it's not based in homophobia, then I feel it needs to 
be an overarching thing on everyone, especially an organization that not only is known for pedophilia, but also is known to cover up pedophilia. I don't know of any drag queen that's out there like preying on a child. I'm, I'm not saying that that's not potentially a thing, but I'm saying that's more on an individual. Whereas you look at Catholic priests, that's a systematic problem Absolutely. that, I mean, I, I know plenty of Catholics who are still Catholic. It hasn't shaken their faith. I've spoken to Catholic priests. The ones I've spoken to, as far as I know, are wonderful human beings. So I'm not, I'm not demonize, demonizing Catholicism or Catholic priests, but I'm seeing my conservative associates out there who I would I would argue are more Republican than conservative because to me I feel Republicanship has sailed to the far right where I know what like I had Joe Walsh on my show who's a conservative oh, I and, love him. oh he's amazing one yeah, he's, like he's a buddy of mine witty, like, witty, funny too right like, yeah super he's funny, funny super witty dry dry humor very dry <laughs> very dry <laughs> um but I feel I do feel it's now it's because the Republican is now the party of Trump, whereas conservatives kind of are like, you know, they're nomads at this point when it comes to like the moderate conservatives. Like I'm not. So I will say Republican just to differentiate here. Um, I would say I'm seeing that fear is based on a lot of unsubstantiated claims and assumptions that like when Kevin Spacey. When it came out that he tried to force himself on Anthony Rapp when Anthony was a minor, Kevin Spacey chose that opportunity to officially come out as gay, even though everyone in Hollywood here knew he was gay, but came out as saying like struggle as a gay man. And I saw across the board of the LGBTQ plus community saying, dude, don't you dare try and associate being gay with being a pedophile. It is not the same thing. And even when you look at the people who are charged, whether in convicted or alleged as being pedophiles, first off, they're the insane majority of them are people that that child knew, whether it's family or a close family friend, but it's always someone who, well, not always, but the majority of the time, it's a it's 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 a man who claims to be straight. So I understand that that's what they're saying the concern is, but there's not a lot of evidence that it's that community doing it. In fact, it's quite the latter. Well, going back to the whole Dave Chappelle thing, it's very difficult to even insinuate the LGBTQ plus community into a facet because you're going to get canceled you're not allowed to talk about them so that's so you see where that see where now they have an extra layer of protection because you're not allowed to even talk about them if you do talk about them like i am talking about like i could get if i was famous and i'm saying what i'm saying to you right now about the lgbtq plus just because i'm uh questioning that maybe their alternatives are to sneak in and be a pedophile I would be canceled right now. This podcast would be shut down immediately. The plug would be, you know, pulled right now. If I was famous, I'm not famous. Thank goodness. You know? so, <laughs> we'll give it time. You'll be famous. No, I like your show. I don't want to be famous. Thank you. You have a good show. Thank you. You have a good show too. <laughs> all right. We all have a good show. Oh. We all have a good show. Everybody has a good show. Listener, you have a good show. Uh, I think, I, I don't know if, See, I guess I, th- I once again, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that people having those conversations would be canceled unless you are a Ben Shapiro that spouts it as fact, because he often says, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. And then he says stuff that's not even remotely fact based. And like, like Dave Chappelle got in trouble because of excerpts from his show that sounded really bad out of context. Um, and if you listen to it and honestly, they don't sound great. They really don't. And there's a couple where even hearing them all the way, you're like, Oh, that's riding the fence really freaking hard. Yeah. But it rides on the fence of funny, you know, and that's the whole thing with comedy. It, you're always trying to push that envelope to ride the fence. And I think, I think in his show for his fans, it's different when he, he definitely pushed extended. the envelope. 
Yeah. yeah. And when it's extended, yeah. it's right. way better. It's way more forgiving. But yeah. all you of us, the to your point, yeah, yeah all of us, to your point, could get canceled immediately for a sound bite. And right. we would not even get a chance to redeem ourselves until the fervor uh, came down when it's like, actually, what I said is this. And there's not even a guarantee you'd be uncanceled, even if the whole thing was saying the exact opposite of what that soundbite said um it's, it's I, just it's because the liberals are the ones that are watching the shows right the the people that are the, the young netflix social media all those people they're the ones that are watching the 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 media and that's that that's the woke right with the conservatives they're reading their bibles and Watching uh, Fox pre- News, and that's about uh, it. I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, Tucker Carlson had a show that he was really mad that uh, a certain Eminem was no longer as fuckable to him. You know, what? like I, I, that was a you didn't bite. see that. So uh, that Eminem, had to have been a soundbite. No, you need to look this up. So he was talking about how I think it was a brown Eminem, how she no longer. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The no, heels, was, and now they're yeah. lower, and he's like, she's not as sexy. And it's like, it's an Eminem, dude. Like, I'm learning so much about you. I did not want to know. But you have people like Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro, uh, Lauren Ingram, um, back before Alex Jones was deplatformed on everything. You have these people who yeah, are- Add Joe Rogan to that list. And way. Joe Rogan, sadly. <laughs> sadly. Well, um, at, but but see, how the, see how the left keeps moving more left so that- if you were in the middle, now you're right. Like if you were in the middle, you would admit to yourself I am in the that middle. you like, are in the I, middle. Trust me, I have but been. You I are, have, but you are more, you're getting I pushed more left. right now. I know you I, lean left. Yeah, I lean left. You're getting honestly, pushed more right the more and more little things start to yeah. come about. And to support your point uh, okay. a little bit, I mean, there's a, I have a little bit of pushback, but to support your, your point a little bit, I am. I am blocked by way infinitely more liberals on Twitter than I am conservatives Okay, because liberals, I think they think I'm a Democrat. And so when I talk against like Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo and they think I'm a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. They think I'm a traitor. Whereas if a conservative hears me rally against these Democrats, they're like, Oh, so He's not just on the bandwagon, but I, 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 I just, I think I don't want to make it just about like liberals or just about conservatives, just in general, we have all of these pundits and people with a soapbox, just really polarizing everybody. And it's part the whole point of my podcast and like Joe Walsh's white flag podcast is we want to have those conversations where potentially we can agree to disagree, but we walk away, not hating each other. We're not shouting. Um, unfortunately I've interrupted you a couple of times, but I think no, it's, no, it's, you're the, you're the guest. You, you talk, <laughs> Yeah, but, you talk but I want to, I want to be polite. Like we're not, we, I, you know, there's so many, even ESPN yesterday, there was one guy on around the horn where he had like a chalkboard behind him. I'm, Woody page. And it said like, today I have low tolerance for my, for panelists. Um, stay tuned. It's like, so you're coming on a show already with a crappy attitude towards the people on this show with you. Like, why are we, we are just in this world where like everyone's mad at everyone and everyone like they're already mad, but then they go on social media to, to discover what is making them mad even though they're already like upset and kind of like with the cancel culture, which it really is, I'd say it's case by case because sometimes it's accountability culture and sometimes it's cancel culture. There's this uh, adrenaline, like we are fueled by these, this adrenaline of being right and getting these gotcha moments. And yeah, I think that's what it's all about. It's about being right. And I've heard that so much. The argument that I've gotten from some of my best friends is you keep pushing this point, Josh, because you want to be right so bad. And I'm, and yes, I do want to be right, but I, but at the same time, I'm getting the same thing from you. So it's like, we're both being, you know, 
hypnotized by, you know, and th this, is, this is an interesting question uh, that might sort out a few things. Which, which are your main streams of media that you get your knowledge base from? Do you read certain newspapers? Do you follow social media more? Do you watch certain YouTube stations? Do you follow the mainstream ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, all that stuff? Or where do you get your stuff from? Where do you get your info? Because I think that makes a big difference. <laughs> Black Mirror? <laughs> no, no, no. Did you say Black Mirror? Uh, I, was, uh, I was starting to say primarily, but Black Mirror okay. is probably also... Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's where we're like headed. a documentary now. Um, that's where we're headed. No, I'd say primarily I get my information from NPR. Uh, for, for me, like I, I will see clips of both Fox news, CNN, not so much MSNBC because it's super liberal. I know like Fox news is super conservative, but I, I, I like to hear what they're saying just so I understand. Cause there's a lot of people online that are super pissed about what Fox news says. And I want to go to the source and see what was specifically said. And usually the anger is valid, but then there's a lot of, sorry, I come from the improv world. So I'm going to use a phrase. There's a lot of yes anding that happens where not only does what Fox News say is it, it's not great, but then you have those people who are like, oh, and they, and then they add something extra to it to make it even worse. And, you know, you also have that on the right that they do that. Sadly, uh, I'm glad, uh, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say this. No, I'll, I'll never work in for them. I'm glad that Jeff Zucker's gone from CNN because internationally they're very nonpartisan, but in America they definitely became the Democrat um, news organization, and oh, they yeah. definitely were anti-Trump for four years. And look, don't like Trump, voted against him both times, even though don't like Hillary either at all. Like I felt like I needed five showers after leaving that voting <laughs> booth after her. Um, but like I don't like spin in general, and NPR is so much just the information that it's almost boring. So it wouldn't, luckily it's, you know, it's, it's partially funded federally because I don't think it would last by itself because it is so dry. Um, what about Mr. Walsh? You don't follow him. He's got, a, I do, I do, but he leans but, to the right. Am I wrong? He's, he's very conservative. He is. Yeah. He's still very Tea Party, so I don't. He and I do not agree on a lot of stuff, but yeah. we agree on a lot of stuff, and I think that's a beautiful thing because now. And he admits he's wrong. I admit when I'm wrong. I believe you can always learn and always be better, as he does. And so yeah. I appreciate. I feel like he leans right and I lean left, but at the end of the day, we're like open. But he's very still very Tea Party to the yeah. point where. I, I really want to talk to him about that because it's like, <laughs> um, but, but, when, you know, I talk to him, I look, I don't go to him to news. I go to him for his breakdown. Cause I appreciate his, cause he, regardless of what Republicans accuse him of, he is very conservative through and through, but he can kind of see the forest for the trees and he isn't just going to be a parrot, like just any news person is not you know cable news person is regardless of what side they fall on yeah i wonder what he would think about this particular the parental rights and education but i bet he's all for that he's 100%. against percent is he yeah Get out. why uh <laughs> because of the fact that it uh makes kids even further vulnerable uh in a situation where i mean hate crimes against the, that community of kids has gotten worse. Um, it's, it's gone up in the last couple of years and but it's that, like this. That was going to go to one of my points. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I owe you one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was going to go to one of my points. You have daughters. I have a daughter. My daughter's 17, very woke. And your daughters are eight and seven. seven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I wasn't spying on you. I heard that on the podcast. FYI. How dare you? I'm not, I'm not a Matt, by the Was way, that you FYI. in my closet the other day? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, so, no, what I was going to say is, like, it, if you talk about the LGBT community in any sort of negative way around my daughter, she's 17, I, like, 
she looks at you like you've committed blasphemy, basically. Like you're not like you can't say anything, even the slightest, a little bit negative. And that's because she's woke. And the schools are woke. Everything is woke. So when you say that people are being attacked like they used to be attacked when they came out gay back in the 1980s, 1990s, I don't think it's any, I think it's 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 the opposite. They're like superstars if you come out as whatever. If you come up with your uh, new, what? The, well, I have a 17 year old, you know. I know the raw statistics do not back that up. That's a fair assumption because on the administration side, uh, it is, I wouldn't say it's indoctrinating or super woke is just more tolerant than it used to be, but that's administration side. We're talking kids. Kids are dicks. They just are like, and if in middle school and high school kids are the worst because they will find the one thing that you're insecure about and pinpoint that thing and be bullies mm-hmm. and you have to understand like also these kids are coming from households where, where it's being taught that being gay is bad. And we still have like the older, like our parents' generation. That's, that's not true. That stopped at our generation. I don't know how old you are, but you look about the same age as me. And like, I, that stopped at our age at our age is when that stopped. The racism stopped at me. Where do you live? North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, man. I grew up I grew up in the Midwest, man. Like, and even now, like racism, race is a little bit more accepted, but I mean once again, the, the statistics are not supporting and what, that. Just, what what was it? The the report that you were talking about that that show uh the statistics? What What's the name of that report? Oh, I mean, I didn't name a specific report. There's multiple out there where it's just where you can look up and see how many like hate crimes happen within schools. You can see, um, well, the Trevor Project is one where they that's what, that's what you were they specifically the they specifically track that, and on their website they actually also show you how they get the numbers that they do, which is important because I have seen whether it's like abortion uh, statistics or race or so many different things where they have, they certainly have a lot of statistics, but then you're like, where did you get that? And they conveniently like, don't let you know where those are. So it's like, look, it could be right. But without having that raw data source, like even the, you know, when it came to black lives matter, you had on the right, you had all these statistics. It was like, where are you getting these statistics because they're not supported by facts. Like you're, I mean, just on that side, like you're saying that racism and stuff like that stop with us. Huh? Like you look at like minors, black minors are charged with crimes as an adult, like three or four times more than white kids for that same crime. Like this stuff is still a problem that we need to tackle. Now, Luckily, we're at the age where that information's out there and we could start to do something about it. So even with we're like, well, there's an uptick in, you know, uh, police shootings of unarmed black men. It's like, is it or are we just now starting to track it? So for me, I'm not ready to say it's gotten worse until there's been enough years showing that it's going up. Like, I just feel whether it's hate crimes, whether it's all this stuff, I feel like it was worse back then. We just didn't track it, but it's still a problem today. I know that's just, a lot to unpack. That's a lot of stuff I just- No, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I just don't know exactly how to hone in on one specific Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Thing. It kind of just bounced to a lot. I mean, I guess my whole thing is so many things are interrelated. And when you look at- the the groups that are historically oppressed when you look at bills like this and like joe walsh talked about it briefly but i'll just kind of give my whole thing when you look at groups that are oppressed and you look at bills that are pressuring schools to just not talk about it or else they get sued you're looking at people want like oh you can't talk you can't make white people feel bad you can't like i did an episode uh, where I talked about how like 
you can talk about race relations, like the Emmett Till episode I did. There are bills out there where you can talk about historical racism, but you can't link it to anything going on now. You have to basically imply it's not happening anymore, or there's you're learning it just because that's the past. And there's certain certain states where you can't even say slavery was a systematic issue. You have to blame the slave owners. You can't even say, well, the South was pro-slavery. You have to say, well, the slave owners were, and or else you can get sued. And when you think that all these schools are going to be tied up in litigation and court, public schools, they're already not properly funded. You have teachers who buy school supplies for their kids as it is. Like, so these schools are just not going to talk about this stuff. And then what happens is these kids are going to move, like move on with their lives, not knowing the reality, not knowing proper history, not knowing the context or even being able to relate it. So we're kind of slipping backwards. My school is in Michigan and we were taught that the civil war wasn't about slavery is about states rights. I'm in I'm in Michigan and I'm being taught what the South rewrote. Like that's not true. It 100% was about slavery, but during the reconstruction the South was allowed to rewrite like destroy documents, rewrite documents to try and change the narrative and it bled all the way up to Michigan and I just, I see these bills as major blows to knowledge, to information. And it it has nothing to do with being woke or indoctrinating anybody. It's literally putting on blinders and just perpetuating the problems from the past. I mean, the whole pushback against Black Lives Matter was, when, when even conservatives that could potentially be on the side of just black lives literally just mattering without having the proper context of how the system oppressed them historically, they're not understanding why it's this issue. They're just thinking it's, you know, people pretending to be the victim. And so that's really my concern with this where we don't need to put on blinders. We need to understand what's going on and what has gone on so we can make this country better because I, I love this country. And, but there's always just like for myself, there's always room to improve. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And just going back to the comment that you made uh, about indoctrinating and I've never done this before, but I'm gonna try to do it now. I'm gonna try to. Pl- I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try to play a, a clip, and I hope that. I hope that you can hear it, but I also hope that the audience can hear it. And I don't know if it's gonna work, but it's it's basically a sample of a book that was banned from one of the schools, um, uh, and uh, and this was available for anybody who wanted to check it out at the school. Now it's for uh, teen to young adult, but anybody could, could check it out at the school, even if you were, you know, a little bit younger, like let's just say like ninth grade, eighth grade, whatnot. Tell me if you can even hear this. Can you hear that? No. Wait, did you say, yeah, you can hear it? No, I had said no. Oh, you can't hear it? No. Uh, that sucks. Okay, I need to upgrade my technology. That's why this podcast it is, 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 is all just, good. This is a brand new podcast. No. No, yeah, so basically what it is, is uh, so the, the book's name was uh, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts. That was a book that was indoctrinated and you know part of this kind of books that you read like to kill a mockingbird or the the books that you're supposed to read as part of your curriculum right grade what grade level was that what was it like it was like it was like 11 10th 11th grade 
you know, senior, somewhere in there. Okay, so, but even if it is that, okay, let you say, oh, it's a little bit older. They're still minors, by the way, at that age, right? Unless you're a senior, sometimes you're above, but even that's kind of, you know, uh, it's drawing a line there. So uh, if you, if you, and I'm paraphrasing, because uh, I'm not able to play the video, but it, if you listen to just a little sample of that, it he starts to talk about how he's had an experience with a kid and he didn't look at him the right way. And then and then they had a missed opportunity for a threesome, maybe a foursome. And that was a bad. And then he and then he made some kind of a joke. Well, he's probably already uh, blown Mr. So-and-so, giving him a blowjob like that. Right. So it's like. It's like, whoa, like, come on, bro. Like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, so it's those kinds of books. And I, and there were other books that got taken off that probably wouldn't meet that same standard, you know, like, of like, oh, that's just crazy. I can't believe this book is allowed to even be indoctrinated as part of curriculum. That's, that's the problem. It was part of curriculum. Can you can you send me uh, what was the name of that book again? It's it's called Jack of Hearts and Other Parts. All right, I'm gonna look that up because um, hearts and other parts. Um, Jack of Hearts and so other parts. I was I would be curious to see if that was just on a reading list at a school or if that was in the curriculum. I don't know how that would it matter. It would. It would. <laughs> well, so why would when it I. When I was in high school, we had a list of books that you could get like points for certain things. If you read them and like smaller books, you get fewer points, bigger books, you get more points and you could redeem them for perks and things like that. And one of the books on, and of course, I mean, I've, my parents have pushed reading since I was little. So a big, thick book didn't intimidate me whatsoever so i would pick the bigger ones because you get more points right like i want free stuff uh one of the books was the godfather and i'm like heck yeah you know like mafia this is a classic book it came out with two amazing movies and one that we forget about and uh like i i'm gonna read it well there's a whole recurring storyline about like at the beginning, it was a bridesmaid who had sex with one of the mafia guys and he had a big penis and it was the best thing ever. But then later on, she was with another man who had a normal sized penis and she felt nothing. And it turned out it was a plastic surgeon said her vagina was like too big and she could have surgery to bring it down. And she did. And then she had sex with a man with an average size package, and it was amazing. Like, this is a book. I know, that, but, to, but to your point, shouldn't we have evolved from that? But for one, that wasn't them indoctrinating, indoctrinating me with anything. That's just on a, on, a, on a book list. And for two, there's a, there's a reason why a classic literature like that is just a – maybe an uncomfortable thing that probably should have had a this definitely should have had a disclaimer like for parents before reading this book. Um, but I just, I, I, I feel like there's, there's a very big difference between once again, I don't know like what the story is behind this. I'm very curious. I'm going to check that out. Um, well, let me was, ask, well, let me ask you this. Do you know the types of books that your, your children and do they go to private school? No, they go to public school. They go to public read, school. Okay. We read every single day together. Um, okay, so sadly, you know the type of books that they're coming home with, and yeah, none and of I them always are. well, and I'll always know the shows they watch, the music they listen to. Like uh, one of them brought home a CD, an Olivia Rodrigo. Rodrigo am I butchering that CD? And had a parental label on it, and I'm like, oh no, 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 we're gonna listen to that before you can hear it. Because yeah. you should not have this. You are eight. Um, so we confiscated it. But we are <laughs> very involved with that. Um, so I think that that's important to be aware of that. And a lot of times parents don't want to be involved in their kids' education because they're dealing with their own stuff. They, But yet if it's it, – they're very – they cherry pick – what they want the schools to talk about and what they don't. But when it comes to like, we even talked about critical race theory. 
those books, that's college curriculum. You, of course, people have Amazon, you can have access to it in lower education, but what they're, what these people are yelling about isn't even in public schools. Granted, there's diverse stories, but that's not the same thing. Um, well, one of the arguments that, uh, the right would have towards critical race theory is that they are uh whoever they is that it that crt the, the scary they yeah whoever they are that it is pushing uh a, a doctrine of like if you're black you're weak and you're uh not uh good enough as and and if you're white you are a racist and you need to apologize for what you've done. Meaning it's, 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 it's basically telling these two kids, this is your starting point and that's your starting point and you need to switch somehow. Right. I know that's what they're saying, but that's that's a bastardization of what CRT is. That's not accurate whatsoever. I know you, I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm saying yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. I'm just saying that's not what it is at all. But yes, you are 100% correct that that is what the right is. Like you have nailed what the right is saying. You are, I am not disagreeing with you. That is absolutely what they're saying, but that's just inaccurate. Okay, and what, uh, what is your perspective on that then? Well, no, CRT is just examining the systematic racism that, like where it originated in this country, the fact that this country was built for white people um, to run it um, just because if you understand, if you understand the context of why systems and institutions are the way they are, you can actually overcome that to further equality. Oh, so my, my neighbor's coming in. <laughs> that is okay. Say hi. Say hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hi. And the dogs play well. The dogs play really well. Poor spirit. He's just as small. All right. He's so yeah. small. Just, I'm so small, but I love you. Close the door. Oh. Up. Hang on. Let me get. All right. Let me oh, fix this situation. Sorry. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Earthly baby, spirit. Hi, spirit. Hello. All right, thank you, Colleen. You're welcome. You just put them down. Yeah, put them on the top. Then you run out of here. Bye. Thank you. See you later. All right. Sorry, brother. We're going to make that the intro to the show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, man, what were you talking about? Because I was uh, just going to, I was going to make a point. Yeah, CRT. So the the what I wanted to say is, you said this is a, a country that was built for white people, right? You're white. I'm white. Was it built for white people, or was it built for the elite? That's a that's that's. I mean, what we're talking about here. I mean, uh, when it first came around, I mean, I think that's like uh, potato, potato. (laughs) Not really, not really, because you're talking about potato is white elite living in mansions, governing, being part of government, being reelected. Potato is white hick out in the country, bumpkin. Uh, calling black people the n-word and all yeah i would say it it turned into that like you looking at at uh policies that both sides are pushing which is disheartening because we don't have anyone who can actually move the metric for for people you don't have them in washington you have the people who want to keep the elite the elite and like that you have that that's happening now but how it started the institutions were to favor white that's um that's how it originated so without the important thing is to understand the context of that and understand that that's 
like to understand why certain systems are the way they are, to understand why the 13th Amendment is the way it is, to understand why there's been problems with the police force when it comes to minorities and how they're how they're trained is the fact that you had these posses back in the day guarding these white neighborhoods and then the government's like maybe let's that's maybe let's make police forces instead of just having basically citizens arrest and citizens monitoring thing and all those people then went and joined the police force so a lot of like i'm not saying that it's run by Klansmen at this point. I'm just saying a lot of the policies and institution were established with the concept that white is better. Now, knowing that context, we can now look at the bigger picture and see what we can do to make things better. It's not to shame people. Like when they say, well, we don't want CRT or we don't want white kids to feel bad it's like you know like 50 percent of white people during civil war or around that time were abolitionists the other there were others that were racist but then there's a lot of white people who didn't agree with racism like if you're hearing about slavery and stuff like that what does that say about you if your kid feels bad about slavery like it's i and i don't like on the left i don't like when white people say i I feel so guilty. Be I, I'm white and I feel so guilty about it. Why? Just like black people, you didn't choose to be born white. Like that's not a thing. Like I don't feel guilt. I, I don't feel guilty being white because I didn't get to choose that. But I recognize that I am in a privileged position, so I feel responsible for helping like helping erase that helping other people rise up and not rise up above me rise up to have a seat at my table i think there's that big misconception that if everyone's equal then that's less food for me and it's like no they just i just want them to eat the same food i'm eating just because they're equal doesn't mean i lose something and so so when it comes to learning about how the institution favored white people, it allows us to have dialogue and work together to make this country a better place for all, for all, I guess, period. And it, it sucks we have to say so many words, right, in order to come to a conclusion about like, it, it'd be nice to just be able to just like, you know, truth be to God, or like something just very quick to be like, all right, we're, we're checking all those check marks off and ready to go. The, the, the thing you said about rise up, and I know you got to go, so um, I want to uh, get this in. So the rise up a statement that you made is a great segue for the trucker convoy that's happening right now in the U.S. I don't know where it is. <laughs> like it's, It was like the trucker convoy in Canada had so much steam. So I don't know if you followed that at all. Did you follow yeah, that at all? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I followed it a lot. And it was just because I was like, I was following like, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau and him being part of the uh, World Economic Forum. And I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. And then Klaus Schwab said something about him being uh, uh, one of the global leaders and, and all of the cabinets are penetrated, something like that. And I was like, oh, that's that's like next level stuff, like. How many cabinets are, and I know cabinets are like basically like people that run the government, people that run the world, the whites. That was a joke. No, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good one. Uh, but uh, so what do you think, what do you think, this is the question. Do you think that the trucker convoy has the steam that it needs to even make, uh, or what are they even going to talk about? I, I feel like that, they, it's gonna like, die out. It's already lost steam yeah. with Canada, and I it's, and now they're doing yeah. the trucker convoy, and they're they're gonna. What are they gonna complain about? They've already lifted all the mandates. They have. <laughs> what are you so mad about? It's, right. But the turn whole around thing, and go back. The That's whole the thing, thing is like, say. it's it. The whole thing was just. I don't want to say false flag because I just I hate that phrase, but it just it was so disingenuous because. 
it it just it, it felt so manufactured from the beginning there were so many truckers with confederate flags it's like you're in canada that was never part of the confederacy didn't see they, yeah, oh flags. my god there was canada a lot flags there was some of that but there's confederate flags they confiscated guns in their in their uh trucks the 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 majority of truck guns in canada come on get out nope. of here yep nobody they has guns in canada because the truckers are from america <laughs> they're coming from america to canada Is the majority yeah the majority of because they're protesting the, so the, the majority vaccine. of the truckers and i'm going to fact check you on this i'm sorry just because the, you fine. know hey fair but uh the majority of the truckers were from america no. so a lot of the truckers are from america what i was saying with the majority the majority of these the majority yep well, because the whole protest is like the vaccine mandate to get into Canada to deliver things in the truck um, yeah. and like that whole the whole border. And the, but the, what I was going to say is the majority of truckers who do that are vaccinated. So right. they're protesting something that but you're already vaccinated like it just. Yeah, but no, they were protesting two things. One was the uh, vaccine passport, social credit score ID thing. And if you've watched Black Mirror, you know what that's all about, right? Like, it's basically everything is in your phone, your medical data, your vaccine status. You sure you're up on that fourth shot? You got to get that fourth shot. It's looking like you need it here in the next couple of weeks, right? Like that, that's what they were going against, the main things. And, and, and one of the main things, too, was like if you come across the border and you haven't been vaccinated for whatever reason, you had to quarantine in 14 days. Well, we know truck driving deliveries don't work that way. Right. You have to get the goods there in a certain amount of time because it's fish or oysters or whatever, and it could spoil. So you holding a truck for 14 days doesn't uh, jive. Right. So those, I, those two yeah. things. I get that, but I get that, and I understand the argument. However, where it falls short is the fact that it's a non-issue because most of these truckers are vaccinated anyway, so they're protesting something that doesn't even affect them. It's like being mad about something that doesn't exist that could – I'm not even sure like at what stage. It just – it seems like so many people, and it's this whole trend of like being mad about something that – it's almost like the telephone game, like something comes down the line and it mutates into something that isn't even necessarily a thing or doesn't affect you, but you get mad about it and you go out and do something about it. And like, it's like, I, once again, it would make sense if most of these truckers weren't vaccinated and I'd be like, yeah, you know what, even though like, I think it's better for them to be vaccinated. I think they have a very valid argument, but the fact that the majority of them were, it's like, I just, I don't feel like this is a real thing. So the fact that I agree with you, it feels like it's losing steam pretty fast. I just, uh, think- it's definitely lost. It's it, the ship has sailed, but then there's no wind. And now they're yeah. in the middle of the sea being like, where's the wind? And the wind yeah. is gone. Biden took that wind away by the state of the union address and saying to everybody, everybody mask off. This yeah. pandemic is over. Well, like, we were, we were going to get, we were going to, our, get our Lord and Savior Biden. <laughs> we were going to get to that point regardless, no matter who was president, because it was one of those. And I understood initially with the mask, um, especially before the vaccine came out and even with like some of the more dangerous variants, but, at, but I got restless in the last couple months where it's like, look, we've done everything that we can. Like the mask is just a, security blanket at this point like we have done all the stuff you have said we need to do to to be safe and the numbers show we're good like my dad's immunocompromised and he's he got covid but he got vaccinated so he just had mild symptoms but like at this point like that's if anything that's a good case like look yeah my dad is could get super sick and could die but luckily the vaccine worked because it saved his life so let's take off the mask because like we're good. So I, it was going to happen eventually, but once again, like when something like this happens and they're just, it's like you built your castle out of sand. Like if you don't have a solid foundation that actually makes sense. And if it, when people are just alarmist to be alarmist, 
you get tired after a while, you need a nap. And I feel like that's pretty much what's happening with this, where it just, it was just something that was disingenuous. So I'm not surprised that it's just fizzling out. Well, I really enjoyed having you on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. I didn't know how it was going to go because I thought I was like, oh man, I'm, I think I'm right. And he's left. And I don't know if he's going to like these questions, but it was really enjoyable. And to be honest with you, I learned a lot from you and oh, uh, I, w- I would like to perhaps do it again. Maybe I could join your show. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you'd be okay with that. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think that'd be great. I had a great time. So yeah, you're man. a dude and I like your podcast and I'm very cool with not agreeing on certain things just in general, not necessarily with you, but like, yeah, I'm cool with agreeing to disagree. Like you and I, don't agree on everything but i'm walking away thinking you're a fantastic human being and like i think i I think conversations like this is like a game of ping pong you have to you know if we're both on the same side we're not playing against anybody else this is a boring game now if you're on the other side we're hitting it back and forth now we're playing a game now we're getting somewhere and i think and then at the end of the game we shake hands and go good game Exactly. Exactly. Even though I wanted to beat your behind, you know what I'm saying? I think I gave you a good run for your money. You did. You you (laughs) definitely did. No, you made some good points. I I was, yeah, you, you definitely changed my mind for sure. On a lot of this LG, I was coming strong on one side and you definitely changed my mind. So no, I love uh, it. And you gave me a lot of stuff to appreciate too. And I think that's the beauty of, of healthy conversation is you know, best case scenario is if you're talking to somebody that you're not seeing eye to eye, you walk away with things to think about and maybe perspectives you haven't thought about and it betters you and maybe it shifts your opinions or my opinions. And it's more, it's, it's more well-rounded, um, educated opinions. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. And I think the rest of the world needs to you know, heed that advice. Thank you so much. Stick, stick around, stick around for a second. Okay.